Hello and welcome, Ember Island fans, to the third and much-anticipated episode of our podcast. Um, we are so happy to be back after a brief hiatus uh, due to our own uh, creative difficulties, but we have some new and exciting content for you today. So why don't you take it away, Mr. Paul Morris, the first of Ember Island to make it to college. Yeah, it's it's not very great. Uh, tell, tell us more. <laughs> so... With COVID, I'm sure everyone else is having uh, struggles with it t- with this too. But um, our college is t- Saint Olaf is taking it like extremely, uh, extremely difficultly. Dif- it's, it's it's a lot. Seriously, <laughs> I think seriously is the word you're looking for. I heard that some people were not taking it quite so seriously. Yeah, no, there was a thing in Star Tribune about like 17 kids got kicked off campus uh, for the semester because they all had a party and took no precautions. That, that's good. Damn. I'm for that. Like, let's put the yeah. hammer down on that kind of action, you know? I mean, yeah. That they probably s- makes it a lot safer because See, that's 17 less people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, uh, Pamela McDowell, or, or uh, like, residence uh, dean or whatever, she sent out a strongly worded email to all of the people on campus. So we know she means business. Um, anyway, just we're all kind of stuck in our rooms. We can't really choose to do much. It feels more like summer camp right now because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I can't really choose when I want to eat. It's It's got designated meal times. The uh, Can't choose who I want to see because we can't see anyone else but the person in our room and, I mean, anyone you run into in the calf. And uh, I can't choose what temperature I want my water to be because the showers are so inconsistent in this, this <laughs> dorm. Um I also can't choose what gear I want my bike to be on. Uh, okay, but we can't put that on. That's not COVID-19's <laughs> fault. That's not St. Olaf's fault. That, that's very true. We are sorry, St. Olaf. Paul Morris just loves complaining about all the things he can't control. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I feel so lost right now in my life. Anyway, with the showers, it's like uh, you do get a, a slight warning when it's about to blast you with hot water. And it's like a sound between Velociraptor from Jurassic Park and Boeing 747 jet engine takeoff. <laughs> and then you just get doused. So it's it's at least there's a warning. Partner, is it is it one of the showers where you have to continually press it to keep water coming out? No, thank God it's not. No, it's there's a there's a handle on it. But the thing okay. is, like, you will bounce the handle because like the the little arm on it is so long. So like you'll change the temperature regardless. And it is definitely one of those showers where it doesn't matter how minuscule of a motion you make with it. Like, no, the the temperature is like. 100 or zero there's no in between oh gosh and that's just that's just shower life man i mean and especially you go to like a hotel room or someone else's house and you try to figure out their shower it is always like trying to reinvent the wheel i don't know why it is but (laughs) no shower has consistent technology first of all just getting it to go from like the bathtub nozzle to the shower nozzle is in itself the trickiest task for my home yes you have to pull down like the bathtub fossil see (laughs) faucet (laughs) (laughs) fossil (laughs) yeah no i i haven't ever seen one of those right because you're talking about like you pull down on the actual like faucet yeah i hadn't seen one of those uh before and so i went over to a friend's house and i was trying to shower and i'm like sitting there like with the water running for like five minutes before i'm like yeah i I need like the user manual or something so i'm like (laughs) guys i need help Yeah, and there's always... nothing more emasculating than having to ask for help to use a shower. Because <laughs> it's always you always put in more time than would be appropriate to like go out and say like, oh, by the way, this whole time I've been in there, I haven't been able to figure it out. So like you kind of cross yeah. the threshold where it's like I have to figure this out now because it'd be weird if yeah. I left now. <laughs> and sp- when I went to Spain, uh, 
there for some reason like the atmosphere was just different there and whenever i took a shower it was like fog city in the bathroom Wait, where? like back in spain when i went uh over oh, okay. spring break and oh ryan you went to spain yeah i know i can't believe this hasn't <laughs> come up in the podcast yet but i went to spain to spring break it was really an amazing experience uh went with the school so i had a lot of like my age friends there just kind of hitting the city and we had a lot of good times there's a lot of cool places in spain uh we saw like aqueducts which i was really Ooh. impressed by because i've only ever seen them in like assassin's creed games <laughs> that is nice. pretty sweet is that where you got all your white pants that is where I bought uh, my white pants, and unfortunately, <laughs> I don't I don't wear those pants anymore because they don't fit. But those were I love oh. wearing those things. Yeah, no, right? I remember like seeing like it was a whole new you when you came back. I, I didn't know you went to Spain, but it was just white pant Ryan. <laughs> no, and, it, it was and a I was very noticeable thing when you walked into band class with white, white, white <laughs> pants. The thing is, uh, our old friend Colin, he used to wear white pants too, and he looked great in them. So I was super excited to be able to match that uh, kind of energy. I mean, but. The risk, Ryan, of eating with white clothes oh, on. Oh gosh, yeah. Especially pants. <laughs> like where, where did that not cross your mind? Well, I. The thing is, you know, when I eat, I don't really spill food onto myself all that often because I'm not like four anymore. So I wasn't too concerned <laughs> about it. I mean, it it has happened though. <laughs> not not when I wore the white pants. I was always, I was a little extra careful when I had the white pants on. I've definitely spilled on myself, but that's just due to negligence when I have not nice clothes on. <laughs> this podcast is definitely not going to make us look any better for potential future employers. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really think that was the point of it. But now that you mention it, we probably should try to flex a little harder. I tried to plug our podcast in a Zoom call earlier because we're doing all <laughs> online classes. Ooh, nice. It didn't work for you. I don't think they heard what I said. Aww. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was shameless plugging. I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to do it now. That's good. You know, it, being proud of your projects is something important. My favorite thing about going from like in-person classroom to like virtual classrooms is how moments of like awkward silence definitely carried over and are a thousand times worse now in a Zoom oh, yeah. call. <laughs> because, yeah. You know, it used to be back uh, in a normal classroom in person, if you can even remember that. Uh, you know, the teacher would be like, all right, so what's four plus four, guys? And then, you know, everyone just kind of blank stares, and they're like, come on, four plus four, <laughs> ten minus two, like, we, we know this, we went over this last time, and, like, people are just kind of looking around, like, I'm not going to do it. But then eventually someone, someone gets the courage to say, and usually it's me, but even I am not willing, <laughs> even I am not willing to break that silence in a Zoom call. Uh, yeah, it's, so it's you just... have to actively like unmute yourself. Sorry, Patrick, and even more often than not, it's like once you've waited a certain amount of time, you know that the time that you choose to go, someone else will have chosen that exact time. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just a sure. disaster. So that exact like scenario happened today, actually, in my German class. Um, she pulled up. Our teacher pulls up a uh, like comic, and she asked us to talk about it. And she's like, mind you, she's speaking fully in German. So like the second I hopped wow. onto the Zoom call, like I was like, oh, shoot, like I need to buckle down right now because this is about to be a little bit more difficult than I was used to. And no one said a thing. So she's over here like, oh, wait, like, am I like doing something wrong? Did I not pull up the thing on screen share? Like she's trying to figure out what's wrong. And everyone's just giving her a blank stare. I felt so bad for her. <laughs> well, you know, Paul, there was something you could have done to help in that instance. I mean, yes, I, I thought about it four times before someone <laughs> like someone popped up and was like, hey, uh, uh, 
are we supposed to talk about this? <laughs> oh, gosh. And then she finally goes, yeah, you guys can just type in the chat. And then everyone just piles on and starts saying stuff about it. What do you guys think is the threshold for group size where I find if I'm in like a small group for a Zoom chat, then I, I have no trouble just talking whenever I want and kind of interacting with people as normal. Like, what do you guys think is the number of people that divides like an awkward big group from just, you know, being able to be normal around people? Well, actually, I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Paul. <laughs> no, 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 no go ahead. No, you hang up. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> So I would say uh, for for me at this point, it's like, how many people do you know are looking at you? Because when they pull up the screen share, there's like five screens you can see on the side, right? Yeah. So like you see the oh, Google yeah. slide or whatever they're showing, and then there's only five faces you can see on the right. And that's like, oh, like if you don't realize that there's 40 other people behind those five, like it's not so bad. That's fair. Yeah. And I think it I, also depends on how well you know the people. That's that's more to do with comfort level. Because I, I will say, once you get past the size of, like, seven or eight or something, it's harder to have a conversation. It's usually just one person talks at a time, and then it's someone else's turn. Yeah. That's very true. Most painful thing today, and I shamelessly pulled up Minecraft while we were in a Zoom meeting, uh, because our teacher's like, okay, everyone go around, say your name, where you're from. And then tell us, like, the origin of your name. And so we have people talking about, like, the root words in, like, Greek and parts Uh. of their names. And it's like, okay, like, some of this is interesting, yeah. Because, like, I didn't know, like, Vanessa was the Greek word for butterfly or whatever it was. And, and, like... Clearly you still don't. (laughs) Yeah, arguably I still don't. I was too busy tending the chickens in Minecraft. But but it's just, like, this is something I don't really, like absolutely need to be here for because i'd rather hear that in person anyway well paul now you can't get out of you have to tell us what does your name come from no but uh it's well my first name comes from my grandpa on my dad's side uh which a lot of people would think it comes from my mom because her name is paula but she is not that vain um <laughs> i always did think it was paula I mean, she has, like, that's basically a, a script I go through now for her sake because she's like, I'm not that, va- I wouldn't do that. I'm like, yes, mom, I know it's okay. Um, but John, middle name, that would just had to do with, like, religion, St. John, something Roman Catholic. Um, sorry, mom and dad, for not knowing <laughs> this. Oh. But Morris is just dad's last name, and I'm not sure where that actually comes from because my mom was from, uh, or her grandparents were from slovakia but i don't know where my dad's grandparents are from speaking of your parents the one of the best parts about you leaving paul not that there's any good part is how like seamlessly your dad filled the void that you left in our lives (laughs) oh he is now the fourth tennis player he now tells us some great stories of his past I See, it. I don't even get to hear those stories. That's the that's the worst part. Like, the other day, I was filling out some form when I was home with you guys, right? And he's telling you all these great stories about, like, his working days, like, out like, yeah. working retail or whatever at a restaurant or whatever it was. A liquor and, store manager. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's, right, you weren't, you were I don't even know. <laughs> Paul, you should have spent more time with your dad. He's a really cool guy. <laughs> well, you were, yeah. well, you were off having a girlfriend. We were getting to know your dad, and boy, oh, is he my. incredible. See, they, my mom's like, I, I asked her, I'm like, Mom, why didn't you guys ever tell us this stuff? She's like, we didn't think it would be a great example for you guys to have these stories. <laughs> I'm like, 
these are so entertaining. But I'm sitting there trying to do this sheet, getting frustrated at that and trying to listen. And I was just like, why? Why have I never heard these before? Because this is great. All you had to do is ask. No, but uh, having left, um, Sally has gone off to college too now. So for those of you who don't know, I have three siblings. All of them are older than me, uh, you listeners. But Tate. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tate, number one fan. Um, my parents are basically empty nesters now. And so they're all worried about like, oh, the house is going to be so quiet or whatever. But they're sending us pictures on our like family WhatsApp group chat. And oh, it's just the... I'm just, I'm just messing around. You keep going, buddy. <laughs> and it is just the cutest pictures of them. It is so, so great. Like, they went to Cup and Cone the other day, and they sent us a picture of them both sitting, like, on a bench, and my dad takes a selfie, and they just look so genuinely happy. It is it is the purest Aww. thing. Yeah, because all of you guys are gone now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all of the stress. Thanks, Ryan, for that. I saw the them on a bike ride a little bit ago. Yeah, I know. They, they probably go on regular bike rides now. <laughs> they probably have time for each other now. <laughs> I mean, they they always did, but That's true. more now. They are a shining example of what a good relationship is. Shout See, out no. to Steve and Paula Morris. Every every morning of the work of the work week, my dad will wake up and make a lunch for my mom. It is. Oh yeah, he told me that. That is so cute. <laughs> so like you'll see my mom just rushing to get ready because she's always a little bit late in the mornings or like uh, i don't even remember because at some point we like set her clock back in her car so it was set back and they're like oh just leave it because she'll be early it's like no now she just compensates for the, like the time that she has that the clock doesn't make up for yeah i've tried that <laughs> with the same result but um just every morning like she'll be trying to shower like run around grab all her stuff and he's like do you want more carrots or less? Just in the background, like as I'm trying to eat my breakfast. <laughs> I will say making food for someone is stressful, but what is also stressful is eating food that someone prepared for you that you care about. Because if it's bad, you do not want to tell them that it's bad, but you got to sit there and just take it. You know what I mean? Like, because if you don't yeah. eat it, they'll know like, oh, something was wrong with it. So you just got to really stomach it. And the problem is, especially when you're at someone's house, if you don't like it, you can't be too over-energetic about, like, man, this is the best, because there's always more. And they always offer it. I always remember the time, Isaac, I had pancakes at your house back when we were in, must have been middle school, and I was like, oh, pancakes, like, I've never had a bad experience with those, they must be great, and I ate them, and I hated it, but, like, I had taken so much, (laughs) so much, because I'm like, I'm a hungry boy, and I love pancakes, so I just had to, like eat it and like i'm choking it down like it's so good i love it <laughs> I i'm so sorry about that like having bad pancakes they're just it's just pancakes yeah so whatever happened with did you guys get that recipe the, oh, the betty okay. cracker one yeah I so yes I messed we up. did make pancakes <laughs> Not my, dad, my dad told me you guys called him mid pancake baking <laughs> we needed a we had a question for him about like what percent milk to use oh yeah always <laughs> We did end up using whole, but good. Yeah. Patrick did not mess up. I messed up. I so we okay, both messed up. It, it called for six um, tablespoons or teaspoons. I don't remember six teaspoons. Those of, are some big differences. No teaspoons <laughs> of baking teaspoons. powder, right? Um, and then we were doing two thirds of it, and I thought for some reason that like Steve had said, oh, like you want two thirds of like the baking soda. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna put in four teaspoons of baking soda. Um, and then I just kind of did. And then after the fact, 
Patrick realized, like, oh, it was supposed to be baking powder, and I felt very silly. So Mind you, I, he did double-check with me many times where he's like, so, four teaspoons of baking soda, right? And whenever I hear baking, like, whether it's powder or soda, I don't know the difference. Usually they're all in there does, anyway. Does any, like, what is the difference? I don't really know still. I think powder makes it, like, go up, and then soda does not make it go up. <laughs> but I, I do want to tell them that, like, despite putting all of that baking soda when none was required, it still tasted good. So don't worry. Wait, about so it, did yeah. you put in, like, extra of, like, the other, like, baking we powder? We put then? in all oh, the okay. necessary baking powder still. Yeah, I, they are kind of interchangeable. So I just looked it up. And so baking soda, as we know, is sodium bicarbonate, <laughs> which requires an acid and a liquid to become activated and help baked goods, baked goods rise. But, um... Baking powder includes sodium bicarbonate as well as an acid, and it only needs a liquid to become activated. Oh, so maybe it just didn't do anything then, if you guys didn't have acid in there and acid in there. Wait, what did you use? Soda or powder? Both. Oh, both. Yeah. <laughs> I asked you if both you guys had used both, and you said no. Just like no, two I said minutes yes. Ago. No, I, I think said they did yes. Say yes. We said oh. yeah. Okay, well, I'm wrong. Thanks for listening, Ryan. So yeah, just really a PSA. Did. For all our listeners, you know, we know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but please, for the love of God, check to make sure that you're putting in the right baking item to that your That is pancakes. such a common mistake. Whenever I hear a cooking story of like, oh, we messed up, it's always, I put in baking powder instead of soda. <laughs> for me, it's always just overestimating the amount of food that we need to make. Yeah, you do do <laughs> that, Isaac. boxes of noodles. Was it not like, th- we put in like three or something? We put it, in was, three. it was three. It was three. We needed it- one. In my defense, they they expand much more than you think. I they told will. you that the biggest pot we had, I was like, I worry about them expanding and like overflowing. And you're like, no, couldn't possibly, and it did. For for those of you who are out of the loop here, we we decided to make noodles uh, to have what was it? Uh, a pe- it wasn't pesto. It was pesto. Yeah, pesto, pesto. But then so, we also had like a lot of other stuff on the side, which I we, think is just shrimp. It was just shrimp was the extra thing. Other than but that. then yeah. we also had like breaded tofu, didn't we? Oh yeah, we did. But imagine all of the bowls on a table set for like six people. All of those bowls plus serving bowls and the pot filled <laughs> with noodles. <laughs> and just. Not I remember uh, Patrick trying to like drain it, and it was so hard because like the noodles had risen above like the lid of the actual <laughs> pot that they the were pot was in. barely like I was just spooning them out at a certain like I, I felt like my boat had a hole in it. I feel like yeah, with expanding foods, that's like the one thing that's gonna be like oh well, you know the serving size is this, but we're growing boys, like we need more. No, I did talk to no, my mom don't. afterwards, and she's like, no, with pasta, usually the serving size is pretty accurate, and since <laughs> yeah. then I have found that to be true. So I think we made like twenty servings of pasta, <laughs> and I and we put them all into like uh, plastic bags, and we're like, yeah, we'll take these home, and then I think none of us we left. Yeah, them. we left them there. <laughs> okay. I will say that within like the next twelve hours, all those bags were gone and eaten oh by God. like wow. other people. How? By Wait, you? by your family or by you? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think one of my siblings had friends over and they oh, were hungry. Oh, okay. so oh yeah, leave it to Ellen well. to be the hub of the neighborhood there. Yeah. So we this, should charge. <laughs> this one. Please time, don't. Uh, way back in middle school, I was in uh, FACS, which is Family and Computer Science. And part of that part of that unit is like a is cooking it not consumer science, or was that on purpose? What did, what did I say? You, you said, said computer, computer science and computer, oh, computer science. science. No, it is definitely con- consumer science. <laughs> <laughs> the family consumer science. 
And, uh, and it's really nice of them to call that a science. But anyway, I had to oh. make like a pizza one day and it was, this was like part of our test grade was making this pizza mm-hmm. and I had a group, right? And I'm so upset at my group because none of them told me like, Ryan, you're doing this wrong. They all thought I was right. <laughs> but anyway, the instructions, and I swear they said this, they said, toss dough with sauce. Which I, inter- <laughs> which I interpreted to mean, I interpreted to mean toss the dough and the sauce together to make sort of a goulash of like <laughs> sauce and dough. And, and like the whole point of this pizza was like, it was called like bubble bread pizza or whatever, where it's like it rises when you bake it. So I was thinking like, oh, part of the gimmick is that the sauce then rises to the top and the dough goes to the bottom. But no, <laughs> that was not the case. And, and like the teacher comes over and she's like, it's interesting that you guys chose to toss them together. I've never seen someone do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. and I'm like, I'm here trying to follow the instructions as they are written. <laughs> so it was like, it was like a comma, like toss dough. And sauce. I don't know like, what it was, but I swear I read that like three times over, and the conclusion I drew was that they <laughs> needed to be scrambled together. And my group agreed with me. They're like, "Oh yeah, that seems right. Like that's what this means." <laughs> and then she's like, "Have you never seen a pizza before, Ryan?" And I'm like, "No, I have," which is why I thought this was weird. But the instructions said. <laughs> oh boy, that is so funny. That would be a great psychological study. You and your psychological studies, I tell you. Like, you mean just writing down, toss the dough and sauce together and see who does it? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I just like giving, the study giving clearly like wrong instructions to something, but just seeing if people will abide by the instructions, even though they yeah, know, true. you know, in their hearts that it's not actually right. I didn't I know in my heart that it was actually wrong, though. <laughs> see, no, but the thing is with that, Isaac, it'd be if it's like how comfortable they are with that thing in general like if it's something completely new like they're gonna be nose deep in the instructions trying to figure out how this works so they don't mess anything up if it's like okay i've done this a million times before and then they give you the directions say hey you have to follow these like it would depend on that i I think it depends on how high stakes the environment is like facs class doesn't really matter and also if you've got people around you that are like yeah ryan you're doing this right this looks good to me (laughs) and it's like sure i'll go along with this Ryan, were they were they helping you with this? I, I'm kind of imagining you just doing all the work and then just watching. <laughs> they they were like they I'm sure they did something because it's like part of it is like you know we all have to be active, but the other part is like this is a group project. I want a good grade on it. Which again, I got a B minus on this uh, pizza by the way, so it wasn't a complete failure. <laughs> That's pretty good actually. That's pretty good considering. <laughs> but uh, so like they definitely did stuff. But when it came time to that, I guess it was it was my turn to like do the be the one to do the thing. So I read the instruction. I'm like guys, I think this is what I need to do. And they're like, you know what? Go for it. <laughs> And you know what's also funny? I think, uh, like, in my group was one of my middle school crushes. So that must, I must not, I must have completely blundered that in front of her. <laughs> Just to add insult to injury, like, now the only person I would want to impress also knew that I can't make a pizza. I feel like that's kind of the same the same deal with, like, standing in lines. Like, if you see other people doing it, or, like, they're agreeing that this is the thing to do, you're just gonna, like, oh, expect yeah. that that's the thing to do. Yeah. Because for me, right now, everyone has to be six feet apart, right? So lines for, like, the cafeteria, lines for, like, the post office, they're all just ginormous. And I stepped into the line for the post office, and I just didn't check with anyone to see what it was. Luckily, I was in the right spot, but just there was no movement. 
someone walks up behind me and they're like is this the line for the post office i'm like honestly i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it was just here so i joined (laughs) i always got upset when people like got mad at people in front of them for like not moving right away when like a space opened up because it's like you're not like there's another barrier before you get to the thing that you want to do like them moving up is not going to make that any faster for you why are you getting so irked by this yeah the politics of lines are just too messy (laughs) my favorite thing to do in lines especially at like uh like the most the place i encounter the most lines is our our amusement parks as i imagine is the case for most people is i like to wave at random people that i don't know and see if they'll wave back just out of like not unsure of if they know me or not because that happens yeah. to me all the time you know i'll see someone waving i'm like is that is that for me or not I'm like I, should i wave and then like i wave but then behind <laughs> me someone else was waving and walking towards them. i'm like oh i'm an idiot so knowing <laughs> that i can give that feeling to other people just makes me giggle <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is just straight evil <laughs> see, I, I, think... I think it's kind of chaotic because it gives them a story to tell too <laughs> With with waving, there's the one thing that I find myself doing the most often is I'll like wave to a car if I'm on like my longboard or something or a bike, and they like go out of their way to move out of the way for me. Like I know they're supposed to do that, right? But it's like yeah, I do that. Too. They have the choice to essentially murder me on the spot or be nice and like potentially risk their own lives in a car by driving into the different into the like oncoming traffic to give me some more space. So like I think that's acknowledgeable. But the thing is, it's always like. I'm as a driver. I'm less worried about hitting a car as I am like the guy on the bike falling over and me crushing their head. You know. I also like to have <laughs> a little fun. You know, going over to the the wrong lane. It's like, ooh, what am I doing over here? It does feel cool to break the law, but in the name of good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's an empty street, there, you always go to the other side. Just be nice. Yeah. It's it's worth it. There is that one street though. Uh, that's you know, you know the street that goes around. Uh, I think it's Bald Eagle Lake. Is so skinny and always has fifty million people on both sides walking and biking, and it's like oh, yeah. there's no way to navigate this safely. <laughs> Someone is going to get injured, and people do. Yeah, so I don't know if I I told you guys about my most recent experience with uh, hills <laughs> and <laughs> roads. So I would love it if you elaborated a little bit. <laughs> okay, so as you know, um, Saint Olaf is on a hill, and they call it the like they refer to it quite literally as the hill and my dorm uh can go down to the stadium uh, there's a road that kind of swir- curves a little bit but it's pretty steep and it goes down like the the stadium and track and whatnot so i was just out of my longboard and i'm like first time on my longboard in a couple weeks because i just moved into college and i'm like you know what like i saw this hill earlier it looks pretty fun let me go do it bad bad choice because <laughs> this was like i i got halfway down and i'm trying to carve and slow myself down a little and at this point, it's like point of no return. Like I am bailing, or I am done for. <laughs> so I got very lucky. Got my feet under me. The board like goes up and hits the curb. Doesn't damage the board, so I'm like running. I'm still like, oh, okay, good. Board jumps up the curb and starts like beelining for a, a row of parked cars. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so like I'm chasing after this thing and just barely get my foot in front of it. And it was like, oh, adrenaline like pumping experience. And I, I thought back on it. I'm like. Yeah, that could have been a very expensive hospital bill on, like, my first week of college. So I went longboarding at nighttime one time, 
And I was just uh, going up a hill, and I was ready to turn onto one of the smoothest streets near me, because, you know, you love a good smooth yeah. street when you're longboarding. And there was a car looking like it was going to turn out of it, but it was just kind of stalling for a little bit. And it started turning as I was trying to turn into the street, and I was just, you know, I couldn't quite do it. I was like, it's easier to just avoid this potential accident, because, you know, it's dark. I don't, like, I was wearing a, a like, uh, oh, man, that's a lot of likes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing, I was wearing a reflector vest, but I, you know, I didn't know if they saw me and I didn't realize that I was kind of at the top of a hill and I just started going down and I was thinking, I'm, I'm starting to pick up a little speed, but this is okay. You know, I'll have time to turn around. And then there was another car, so I just couldn't. And I started going near that, like full scary speed where I'm, I'm thinking I have to get off because the, there was also a lake at the bottom of the hill. So I couldn't, <laughs> so you'll be fine. I couldn't, like. I didn't trust myself to make that sharp of a turn in the dark on a road with lots of cracks and a bunch of broken tree branches on it. Like, I could hit anything at any time. But I was so scared to dismount because I, I was thinking, I know I have to be running this fast when I get oh. off, and I'm not sure I can run this fast. So I hopped off, was sprinting full speed. It went pretty well. I ran across the street and, like, pretty close to the lake. My board just kind of sat there, and it was all okay. But that was one of the scarier moments of my life. I walked home. <laughs> Every scary moment that we've ever had in the past six months has been due to a longboard. <laughs> and it's always just, like, from a, a third person's perspective, it like, I, I probably never looked like I was in danger. <laughs> I, uh, actually... I've been meaning to tell you guys that I might try biking home some week. Uh, I don't know if you'll Whoa. be around, but it's it'd be roughly like a five-hour bike ride. Um, four probably. I think it was four. How many miles is it? Do you know? Uh, like fifty-six. But then, Paul, don't you have to also bike back? No, because like my parents would just bring me back. <laughs> I mean, if I had to, I still could, but it, that, that wouldn't be ideal. And either way, like I'm gonna have people on standby because based off of how this bike has performed recently my dad was like uh, he he picked <laughs> good lord he, he he picked up this bike from a friend and they're like yeah it's broken it's worthless and it was just the gear like wire on the bottom i don't even know exactly what it is mm-hmm. but that was just broken so he like he just fixed that uh looped it back through and then he said here have a bike so that's the one i have at college right now but the gears are constantly like clipping Mm -hmm. and they're not necessarily changing it's just jumping like halfway to another gear and then back so whenever i'm going by people like on the path you just hear this big like chunk and my legs just start to like oh uh, i hate that they, they yeah they lose the the tension on the actual um chain so I'm just sitting there and it's trying to like jump gears on me as I'm going by people. So I just, I probably look stupid. My legs a lot of times fly off the bike when that happens. They just go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You should definitely try doing that, Paul. I, yeah. Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. I have actually nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Partner, I'm also thinking um, I want to try running to the U if we are ever allowed to actually go there. That's kind of sweet. I really, like, my, my goal has been that I want to run home sometime in the spring. I don't think, like, doing that now would be a good idea. It wouldn't go very well, but by then, I'll be I'll be good. I don't know if I'll ever be able to run 18 miles. Like, I, I could, but it'd definitely have to be, 
like 10 minute miles i was gonna say it'll be a slow pace but it's like i i think it'd be kind of cool that's is that's still fine though like that's yeah. still making decent time because the goal is the distance not the time yeah yeah um i've been going on bike rides recently just because the like the natural trails or the trails out here on campus and off are just so so great there's some that are dirt and grass but um other ones it's just path so today i actually went over to carlton uh college i don't actually know if anyone's there yet like students are there or not mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, it didn't seem like it. Um, but there's just so much open natural land. So what I've been doing is just going like however far I feel like. And then um, if I don't know my way back, I just Google map it. So today I was like, I was halfway through uh, this bike ride and I'm just in the middle of nowhere. Like corn to my left, corn to my right. <laughs> uh, trucks and cars flying by going like 50 because it's a country road. I'm like... I need to find my way back home now. So I stopped, and luckily the road right next to me was angling back that way. But Did that country road take you home? It, it did. It, it really did. Nice. I really look forward to being in a place that I don't really know anymore. Because, you know, I've gone on bike... Like, years back, I went on bike rides with one of my neighbors, and we were really trying to just get lost because it'd be kind of fun. But, like, mm-hmm. all the surrounding areas, there's just too many checkpoints that I know. I think it'd be really cool to be in a new place. That'll be fun. I can't wait to get a call from Patrick some night at like 10 p.m. Like, Ryan, I really don't know where I am. Can you help me? <laughs> yeah, I've got my phone on you and I can call you, but I can't look up where I am. Yeah, I realized as I was saying that, like, oh, phones come with GPS now, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, the, the reason I thought about uh, biking home was because the first time I went, I looked back and I probably biked about five to uh, eight miles and it just pretty close to 50 it seemed (laughs) it seemed like i had gone like for a lot shorter of a a trip than that yeah so just with that feeling i'm like i definitely think i could make it home (laughs) and the thing is once you get past like you know the halfway mark then, like, that's really the main hurdle because at that point you kind of just have to keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the one thing about getting lost on a trail, Patrick, um, is you always know you can just go back where you came from, right? Yeah. But, but... If, if you happen to be just a couple, like, paces from where you would actually know a landmark or something, mm-hmm. you go all the way back for nothing. I, I mean, that's never happened before to me, but I feel like that would be something that would happen. I want to live the, like, cartoon life where it's like, uh, Jimmy, we've seen that tree six times now. You've been walking oh, yeah. around in circles. <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to experience that. One thing I'm trying to uh, get better at right now is cardinal directions because it is a lot easier to navigate on campus when you know, okay, this this is north. Uh, and I can find what building this is based off of that. That's a good point. But it's not been something I have been particularly good at Isn't before. Isn't there a sun? Like, the sun is either east or west, and that yeah, you can kind which, of figure it out from there. But, but hear me out, Ryan. Every time I'm, like, looking for where I am, I always go, okay, okay, wait, wait. Sun ri- rises in the east. Sets, yep, yeah, I yeah. think, but it's, like, 
three o'clock in the afternoon so maybe it's going that way can't quite tell and then you're just not sure so just look at it for a while and see which way it moves well you also don't need to look at the sun you can look at the shadows that's my life hack Ooh, that is good Ooh, that is actually pretty sweet that is massive brains <laughs> wait but what are you just based off of like the time and the shadow which way the shadow's pointing yeah so the shadow the shadow is never gonna unless it's literally directly above you for like that one minute period of the day the shadow is always going to be leaning a little bit left or right and then you can figure it out from there have you seen that phenomenon uh like over the equator or i think it is no i've never been over the equator no i'm saying like uh, in a picture it shows the the like concrete or metal posts that stop cars from like uh jumping up onto sidewalks and they have no shadow because the sun is directly above like directly overhead so it looks like it's a photoshopped picture oh that's That's really cool cool. that is really cool that nice visual description in an audio podcast that is sweet (laughs) so dear listeners uh some of you may know some of you may not know ember island the band that we actually are in had a performance quite recently and it went it was our biggest performance to date two hours of straight up music not even a pause yeah no pauses taken uh so i just was kind of wondering about you guys like you know i don't know if i really got your temperature how do you feel about it how do you think we did I, w- I thought it went by really quickly. I was personally, you know, I guess we were kind of um, so focused on just learning the individual songs that I feel like we didn't spend all that much time wondering, you know, can we actually just play music straight for two hours? But to be honest, yeah. I, I thought like right when we ended, that was the first time that I ever thought, okay, I, I need a break now. Like it, it went by <laughs> very quickly. My voice legitimately broke at the end. The, the last... Um three choruses last two choruses on when my time comes i just couldn't do if you're going to pick a song to break on though the last one is probably the best one to yeah. have that <laughs> i love the the audience we had like they were they were clapping and cheering between songs like uh seven bridges road they were giving us those hoops and hollers that was great because it was just like the recording <laughs> i know that made me so excited I, I did think it went really well. You know, the, the audience was great, which always helps because, you know, we have fun when the audience has fun and, like, vice versa. So it's just that goes around. That's true. Mm-hmm. There were some indiv- – I'm sure with all of us, there were some individual, like, instrumental or vocal things that didn't go as great. But Absolutely. especially in, like, a two-hour set, the things that I was most worried about, they go by so quickly and it's not like one bad thing is going to ruin it all. You know, yeah. you move on pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing that killed me was in our – basically all vocal songs seven bridges road my mic was turned off the entire time and who turned it off <laughs> okay yeah, i did Paul, turn why it are off you saying that like, that's our fault? <laughs> it's not your problem it's just it's funny because i looked at it because i was trying to listen it for myself a little bit to see where i was locking in i'm like okay well i could i can obviously hear myself because i'm myself but i was looking at the switch at like the last two run-throughs and it just it didn't seem like it was right but i didn't want to test it because i'm like i don't want to ruin this which i should have because that would have been the like logical decision to make but of course i flip it on after we end the song and then try to do another mic check and it is on so (laughs) that is so funny that's the beauty of live performances and not having a sound guy but honestly you guys did really well like all locked in thank you 
I, I really think that the most important thing about doing anything live when you're unprepared is, you know, not... Oh, we were pretty prepared. Let's not act like this was by the seat of our pants. But but I'm just saying that, like, we didn't have the ability to, you know, after the fact, go through and change stuff if we messed up. Um, sure. So I, I, think, I think the most important thing is you have to recognize that there's no way you're going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. But when those happen, you just kind of... You have to keep going and you have to keep a smile on your face because, you know, if you if you like fall apart the second you make a mistake or you really let it get to you and you know start like being unhappy with yourself that that kind of that also makes the audience feel unhappy about your performance (laughs) and like the main thing is you know you're not on that stage for you you're on the stage for everyone else and trying to give them a good experience and you know while people don't love to hear people mess up they certainly don't love to hear people like mess up and be unhappy about it so as long as you <laughs> keep a smile on your face you're good there's an appeal to watching people mess up and then laugh at themselves a little bit you know it's like it's just a chill environment i'm yeah. pretty sure that's like the exact speech your mom gave to us on a number of occasions <laughs> while we were practicing in your basement <laughs> genetics <laughs> or maybe you just listened to her one of these times but it's motivational every time. That is true. I love talking to your mom because every single time we're like on the fence about like whether or not this sounds good, she will always convince us that it sounds good, and we fall for it every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have someone like that in your life, though, you know? Even if they are just objectively wrong about something that you're doing. Because, <laughs> yeah, in, in the end, they're, they're right. At heart, they are right. Always be encouraging. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. This was a really easy audience for us because, you know, it's a bunch of White Bear Lake people, mostly our family. And uh, <laughs> yeah. we should have mentioned close that friends. <laughs> close friends in our family. And, like, they're just like, oh, look, these people that we know are playing music. That's kind of interesting. Uh, but, you know, and I, and personally, this is a, a, a virtue that I hold is that entertainment is a thousand times more important than musical quality in any production. Like, yeah. yeah, an orchestra isn't going to be, like, a showmanship, but, like, there is a certain, like, you're putting on a show quality that you need to have. You need to be a performer first and then let the music, and then let the musicianship kind of be second, which I know might sound sacrilegious to some musicians, but that's just where I lie on the uh, spectrum. How do you guys, what's your guys' opinion on it? I don't know. I, you bring up a really good point, which is, I don't know, like, it depends on the band for sure yeah because for us we we can't pull off the professional level musicianship that is required for a strictly like musical set and being precise on every single song so we kind of have to have that like whimsical uh funny attitude to it that it's just kind of our our group dynamic that really brings that together so the second we all turn into pro musicians then i think that'll kind of fade away a little bit more no, we. I will never like give up <laughs> dancing on stage like a maniac. Ryan will never become a professional musician, <laughs> and that that too. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's also the flip side too, where the more comfortable comfortable you come become with it, is the more likely you can just let loose and have more fun with it. So yeah, yeah I'm not saying us, you shouldn't be good at music. I'm just saying like you should put more emphasis on one than the other. I don't think you need to sacrifice your musicianship to be you know a good showman. No, absolutely not. 
I, I think yeah. I think what you do is is pretty much like the ideal scenario, and I'm always very impressed by how you're able to just look so natural at you know being fun and stuff like that. When I I feel like if I ever try to start dancing, I just feel very awkward and out of place. <laughs> but the thing is, like watching the video in post, like all of you guys are standing like pretty still. Paul's the second most fluid person. I like I like watching Paul, and it's like so <laughs> like during wipeout, I'm like going crazy, like going like do 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 you know. I'm just jumping up and down and whatnot and isaac you're just like standing still strumming along <laughs> see but that's part of the if we what, what do you guys think of this if we had an extra week to prepare i feel like we could have had a lot more looseness to the actual performance just because um we were so focused on remembering everything and getting everything right uh, after all of our practice that we did kind of lose a little bit of the showmanship that otherwise could have been there I'm not too sure if you like Patrick will never. Yeah, it do could that. go either way where it's like we could <laughs> say another couple days might have helped a lot, but it's like I think like we would have produced a similar quality of music with another week. It's kind of like we did what we needed to do in the amount of time given. I think it's yes. more a matter of like us giving that looseness like more of a priority, realizing that that is something we need to practice mm-hmm. cuz had we done that, we would have made the time, but I was always telling you guys, like, we need to practice being loose and dancing around, and we never did. Arguably, Patrick, uh, when you walk, right, your arms don't swing. So you just, you ain't got that swing right away. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true about you, Patrick? You don't swing your arms Like, they they swing a little bit. And, Paul, ever since you mentioned (laughs) that last year, like, whenever I see myself in a window walking, I'm like, do they they really not swing? And... I'm, I'm, that's like the thing I'm most self-conscious about. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but in like in a good because like no one really cares. It's just like I I can never get a good read on how bad it actually is. But the thing is, when you know like no one really notices that you know. So the you second notice, you fall. Well, and you're the one that matters most. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> Ooh, when when you think about that for like the the two minutes that it's relevant right in that moment you'll notice other people walking to around you and you're kind of you're thinking to yourself well, well hey yeah like everyone's kind of different in that aspect and it's interesting to, to watch that and what that makes me think about is um what my mom told me our physical therapist said uh his wife is always annoyed with him because he's always commenting when they go to fairs and stuff how people aren't walking right because you know how they get you, like, have you guys ever gone to PT and they get you to, like, walk down the hall or something to tell you if... Um, no, nope, I have I'm never. physically fit. Really? I have okay. not either. Well, no, it's not, it's not physically fit. I know right? it's, it's not t- an issue about that. <laughs> it, it's talking about, like, body, body alignment. Like, for me, uh, there's certain muscles that I don't use, so, like, I walk differently than I otherwise, a per- quote, perfect human would. Right? Paul, you are a perfect human. I think everyone else is walking funny and you're <laughs> walking normal. Partner, what would you say your body alignment is? Like chaotic neutral or lawful good? <laughs> neutral, neutral. Ah, well, that's so boring. <laughs> uh, but just that that uh, that interests me because if you did have that knowledge, you probably would be thinking about that all the time. Just how um, like off some people's body positioning or alignment is. That'd be so cool to be able to, like, analyze people and, like, their weak points by looking at how they walk. <laughs> oh, no. All physical therapists would just be great soldiers. That's, like, yeah. a crazy power to have. 
be become a physical therapist with uh, like three black belts. Oh, that'd be terrifying. And then you're you are set for life. For Wait, so not a third combat. degree black belt, but three different black belts in various <laughs> arts of martial arts. Yeah. I'm a black belt in physical therapy and martial arts. Can you name three forms of martial arts, Paul? Uh, wait, who's who's asking this? I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> How does that help? Ryan is. <laughs> who's asking? No, I. Uh, oh, let's see. Well, is is taekwondo? Uh, yeah. Is jujitsu? Is that a? I feel like that. Yeah. That's real. I've never heard of it. And but... really, it, uh, you haven't heard of that. I can't believe you. Uh, I, I need to know this. It's like the most basic one. There's a movie named after it. Oh, Kung Fu? Yes, I guess so. I was thinking about <laughs> okay. Karate Kid. Wait, is that is that like a derogatory? Is one of those derogatory? No, no. Kung Fu is real. <laughs> ha, you do karate. That's, Paul, no so, one says that. So when somebody says like a movie about a most common martial arts thing, you think of Kung Fu Panda before the Karate Kid? <laughs> I was kid? thinking about Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I was. Okay, but to, in my defense... Uh, we went on a trip, and Sally brought Kung Fu Panda with for the trip. Kung Fu so, Panda like, is a really that was, good movie. That was that was I fresh in it. my mind. It is a fun movie. I I find no flaw with this. I I've watched a lot of '80s movies recently, and I don't know what it is, but they had like a truckload of like blonde actors that played the bully. Like everyone looks like the bad guy from Karate Kid, who's a bad guy in an '80s movie. I don't know why, but that is just the look they were going for back then. Interesting. They must must have done a good job i guess yeah they, they really liked his performance but it, but it's not the same actor it's all different actors they all just happen to look like a blonde kid from california interesting <laughs> all right so this one time i'm walking down the streets actually I'm, we were longboarding we were longboarding down the streets uh with my good friend paul morris patrick hunter and paul's girlfriend anna was anyone else there, i can't paul? believe i missed this no i don't think so not that day we didn't we go to visit isaac at the flower mart or something no we went to kowalski's to get water isaac was just oh, i think yeah. he was like off climbing or something i don't know oh yeah he was out in the boundary waters anyway so we're leaving kowalski's and we hop back on our longboards and, and we pass this other group of like adults but like young adults right so they're cool and like their leader just like being the cool guy he is walks past us and is like how's it going fellas and i'm like wow what a cool way to say hi. He said sup. He didn't even say how's it going. He used two words. He said sup, fellas. I swear it was how it's going, but whatever. Irrelevant to the I story. I also think it's sup. Irrelevant to the story <laughs> because uh, I was like, all right, I'll take it upon myself to match his coolness and represent like my group of kids right here. So like I muster up all the coolness I can possibly attain <laughs> and just respond, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't and Ryan know. usually is kind of the cool one in our group like he enters most rooms and just says like what up or something like that so it's like this is his moment to like utilize those powers that he's cultivated over the years and that's what he comes up with even <laughs> and, I would have done better and I remember Patrick like you looked behind yourself and you're like did, did, did you just do that Ryan? <laughs> I could not believe that that noise and, and, came out of him <laughs> There's just, there's no chance for reparation either, because they were on bikes, weren't they? Yeah, so they just passed us, and I'm like, he just thinks that's the way I speak now. I just, I'm a very high-pitched man, he says hi. <laughs> oh, boy. 
But isn't that just the way, like, we we meet our destiny on the very path we take to avoid it? <laughs> I don't know if that, that's what this is. No, that that's, that's kind of what it was there. <laughs> yeah, because I was, like, trying to be super cool, and I ended up being super lame. Um, okay, Paul, Paul, do you remember? I'm really sorry, LLC. I'm going to tell a history day story, but, okay, do you... Do you remember, so the day that we went to state and we were all getting ready for the performance, Paul was such oh, a hero. God, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, he really pulled through. So you were, you were like, you oh, were sick, yeah. sick, right? I, I, tell the listeners how you're feeling. Okay. So the thing is, I woke up that morning. I can remember. I, I kind of snapped at my brother because of this. So I'm getting all prepped, right? Got, got my nice like white shirt on or, or a nice slim little white, or black tie. I got my dress pants on, and oh, then I'm so keeled over the toilet throwing up. <laughs> and so I'm like, Will, go get mom and dad. And he goes, what? Why? I'm like, because I just threw up. He's like, okay, whatever. So <laughs> we're, on, we're on the way to History Day because it, it just, it, it was weird. It didn't, I didn't feel sick, and I thought it might have been nerves. But I really, yeah. I have no clue to this day what it was because it was just kind of there and gone like that morning. So we go on this trip. I don't, how long? It was just to the U of M, right? Yeah. So, yeah, probably a 30 minute drive. <laughs> and the whole drive, I'm just kind of like, okay, like I was prepped. I had my uh, yep. like, airplane like baggy so I could throw up in it if I needed to. <laughs> and uh, we pull in. And I remember Ryan was like kicking on my seat or something. What God, him, like, Ryan? Yeah, no, no, you were. You were. I remember. This is the one time you were remorseful, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> why was I kicking so, on? What am I no, for the, in this story? <laughs> I mean, basically, we all were. So, but I, I remember I just said like, Ryan, could you could you stop like kicking my seat? Because you might have just had your knees up on. I think my knees are know. just. I definitely was not like a baby on a plane. Like no, I know you were. You weren't like doing the little like. Like patter on the back, but no. I'm pretty sure. No, I, my knees might have been up. I'll see that, but I was. I do not want the story to go down as Ryan was kicking the back of Paul's seat. Regardless, back. regardless, you were you had moved the seat somehow, and we were just pulling up, and I'm like, Ryan, could you stop? Like, could you could you stop uh, hitting the back of my seat, please? And you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and then I get out of the car and I throw up over like on the lawn. It was into the bag, oh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. And and it, it honestly was not the worst uh, experience I've ever had. I think I had honey toast that oh, morning because it still tasted like honey. Ugh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, but after you throw up, you feel so good. Yeah. Oh, God, Ryan. So I really just gave you that experience. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> anyway, I remember you getting out and later you were like, I'm so sorry, Paul. Yeah. Because you, you were kind of like, that was directly because of you kicking the seat, but it was not. It was Again, gonna, it was going to happen. I, I vote that we say nudging the seat is the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Ryan, tell your like pep band throw up story. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> to start us off with. <laughs> this this one involves me too to some extent that was oh it does fun. it does oh god <laughs> all right so so dr- i'm playing on the drum line as many of you know i'm a i played all four years on the high school drum line while i was at like their lake area high school and uh <laughs> and at one of the home football games before i went over to you know play the snare drum like i do i opted to <laughs> uh, have a nice dinner with my girlfriend at uh panera and um, 
And like, I think I had, uh, I don't remember what it was, some kind of noodle-based thing. It might have been tortellini, I think. So I, I think had... you had tortellini. That's what you told me afterwards. I, I remember. Right. I remember. So, so I have tortellini, and like I wasn't all that impressed by it. You know, People are always like, oh, Panera's so good. But honestly, I was kind of like, this was all right, I suppose. So I, I already was unimpressed by the meal. But anyway... I get to the I get to the stadium and I and I'm doing my thing and then the song comes up that guys we're gonna do old time rock and roll, and I have a reputation with that song because uh, famously at the freshman um, at the freshman pep rally I uh, took a cowbell and just danced around to that song in the middle of the pep fest and people loved it so now whenever that song comes up that's kind of like what I do that's my thing so I'm like all right let's do it so I take a cowbell and I take a drumline stick. And I go out in front of, like, the student section, who does not care about the pep band or drumline, but, you know, I figure, like, <laughs> this is a place to do it. And I go out, and I just wail on that thing, and I'm dancing around like a madman. Like, I am pushing it to the limit. And, like, the thing about me is I, I have a lot of uh, energy and adrenaline that can push me through stuff, but I never, or at least back then, I did never did endurance training or stuff. So... <laughs> After I do that, I go back to my snare drum and I realize, like, I am not okay. Like, I am going to throw up. This tortellini is not doing me any good. So I make the call. And I was also in in the drum line and looking across the drums at Ryan. He did look horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And there's even a picture in the yearbook of me doing the cowbell thing. And I just look so dead in the middle of this. (laughs) So... (laughs) So I make the decision, like, I need to get to, like, a porta potty now. So I, I, like, motion over to the drumline instructor. I'm like, yo, I'm going to bail for a little bit so I can go use the restroom. And then, like, I sort of walk casually over because like, I don't want to make a scene or anything. And, like, that was my big thing. Like, don't make a scene. Get to, like, a bathroom and then do your business <laughs> there. So I make it to, like, the end of the field uh, near where, like, the uh, like concession stand starts and, like, the football field ends. Mind you, he had half the track to walk. So he was in the middle of the track and had to walk all the way yeah. to the other end. So I'm standing on the track, and then that's when it's kind of it hits me like I can no longer go any further. So like I stop and I look at my options, and like there's a porta potty like a hundred feet this way, and there's a trash can like twelve feet the other way, and I'm like thinking it through in my head because I'm like, all right, if I go for the trash can, people are gonna see me throw up. They're gonna know I threw up, and that's I don't want that to happen. So it's like I need to go over to the. Uh, I need to go over to the porta potty. But then the problem is, like, I just did not have the strength to go to the porta potty. And while I'm, like, oh, deciding no. this in my head, I just yak up on the track itself. <laughs> and then my best friend Paul walks over and he's like, Ryan, are you okay? Okay. No. So the thing is, I was taking a bass, like, I went to go get a new bass drum because the one I had was just kind of garbage. I walk back out with this thing on my back. And I see Ryan hands on his knees, no. not on the track anymore. So he's not around the scene of the crime. Oh yeah, I left point. the scene of the crime. So you you walked like ten paces away, and you're standing there. I'm like, oh, like Ryan, hey Ryan. And then I'm like, something doesn't seem right here. So I'm like, like you okay? No answer. I woke up. I'm like, right, like you good? Throws up again on the ground right there. Oh no. And there's full like tortellini like sitting. There. I'm like, oh god. I'm like, right, like, do you need help? Like, do you like, are you okay? Do I can I help you in some way? Still doesn't say anything. He just kind of motions to me. And then again, I think you threw up just a little bit the last yeah, time. Yeah, just a little bit. It was and it was in the same spot, so it was fine. No. <laughs> so like, I'm like, oh my god, I feel so bad. I could have grabbed a trash can or something. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> just all around, all around but bad then timing. Paul for took everything. me to the bathrooms. I finished my business. Everything was good. I got a lot of grief of it from a lot of people for a little while, and then it kind of died out. And now I'm bringing it back. Yeah, up. I I finally noticed that you were gone from drama. I'm like, oh, Ryan's gone. And then there were two girls walking back, just dying laughing. I'm like, oh, what's what's up? And they were like, do you know where Ryan is? I'm like, no. Do you guys know where he is? I'm like, yeah. He just threw up <laughs> on the track. And they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And I also thought it was incredibly funny until I talked to Ryan. I'm like, oh my God, you sound horrible. No, no, no. Because when I, right? Oh yeah, that's right. I called you and we were talking. Yeah, because I was, I was ready to help. I was like, God, do you, like, do you need anything? Buddy? I mean, Ryan, you were a champ. You went back out. Yeah, and, I, I want that to be the end of the story. When I, like, I, I finished my business, you know, I was in there for probably like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, I can do this. I walk back out. I take my snare drum, play with the rest of the band. Like nothing even happened. I mean, besides the uh, besides like, like the cone acid stains on your oh, god. pants, <laughs> your black pants because yeah. of the throw up splash on it. Oh god! <laughs> but you know, besides that, it was all right. The the one thing I think the best the best part about that story for me was when you you retold it to me, and you said that a guy walked past you when oh, you had yeah. actually thrown up on the track itself, <laughs> and he just looked at you disapprovingly. He's like really like you were that close because the trash can was like two feet away from you but just on the opposite side of a but fence i didn't want to do it because i didn't want people to see <laughs> the door was right there too didn't you say that was like the the coach of the opposing team? yeah that was the roseville head coach it turned out and then we won the game and i attribute me winning that ga- us winning <laughs> that game to the fact that that roseville coach gave him bad karma by like <laughs> making a sick kid feel even worse about himself what a story so anyway, that picture, that picture was in the uh, yearbook. Or not the picture of me throwing up, but the picture of like me during the <laughs> during the cowbell dance, where I'm looking like I'm gonna throw up. I didn't think you looked that bad. I think knowing that you were like the fact that I knew you were gonna throw up made me kind of think that. But if you didn't know, you looked fine. Well, now everyone's gonna know, so it's fine. Because you know we have a yep, our... huge listener base. <laughs> yeah, our parents and Tate are gonna know. Anyway. Uh, along with that, though, was a quote of mine that I stole from my favorite musical movie, Drumline, A New Beat. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Do yourself a favor. It is quite possibly the greatest piece of marching band cinema ever composed. <laughs> anyway. Maybe the only piece. There's, no. a, there's a line in it that we think is really funny where, like, uh, one of the Drumline members is having a heart-to-heart with, like, the director. And he's like, do you know why I made you lead stick? And he's like, because you told me that I cared more about the sound of the line than the sound of my own drum. And I took that line and I told it to the yearbook staff and they put it in the yearbook. So now forever in the history of the class of 2020, Ryan will be credited for having saying that the sound of your own drum, that the sound of the line is more important than the sound of your own drum. (laughs) Wait, so can you get copyrighted for that? No, it's, it's, you can't copyright. (laughs) They also messed up the quote, so it's not exactly the same. No, they didn't. No, it's they, it's yeah. the exact same. No, it's not. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's not like a first-person guy telling it, like, you told me this. But I editorialized that myself. <laughs> yeah, nice, we man. got we got lucky and got two quotes in the yearbook. Oh, yeah. Patrick's Play Smart, Play Your Game. Uh, I managed to get that in there, too. Yeah, that's a big shout-out to my, my previous tennis coach, Jackson Farley. Who was also on this podcast. <laughs> yeah he'll never listen to this um 
whenever I switch sides during tennis, you know, your coach can come out and give you some words of advice. And he'd, in a minute and a half or two minutes, he'd usually just tell me, like, remember, Patrick, you're good at tennis. Play smart, play your game. But in a really long, drawn-out thing, so I thought I'd just make it a little more concise. And that's what I live my <laughs> life by. We uh, we told that story in the last podcast, Ryan rule, Ryan's Rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, good way to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, and a good a good way to wrap it up. Play smart, everyone. Play your game. <laughs>